The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe's wireless security system protects your family without long-term contracts. For 10% off your system, visit simplysafe.com/report. You can also find it at Best Buy. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome members of our armed forces who join us over the internet every week, as well as listeners tuning in on affiliate radio stations in all 50 states. Thank you for catapulting the Costa Report to the number one independent weekly news program in the nation. In just a moment, former Secretary of State George Schultz will be joining us to talk about two issues which keep Schultz up at night. The threats which nuclear war and climate change pose to the future of humankind. Schultz's successful negotiations with Russia, China, and countries in the Middle East is experience the current Congress and Trump administration could certainly benefit from. And during this next hour, he's going to walk us through some solutions which would not only be in the best interest of the country and the world, but also would likely see bipartisan support. But before Mr. Schultz joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. George Pratt Schultz was born in New York City and grew up in Englewood, New Jersey. He earned his undergraduate degree from Princeton and his Ph.D. from MIT. Between those degrees, Schultz served in the United States Marine Corps. From 1948 to 57, Schultz taught at MIT, taking a leave of absence in 55 to serve as senior staff economist on President Eisenhower's Council of Economic Advisors. In 57, Schultz joined the University of Chicago's Graduate School of Business and later became a fellow at Stanford University. But his career in academia was interrupted when in 69, President Nixon appointed Schultz U.S. Secretary of Labor. One year later, Schultz became the first director of the newly formed Office of Management and Budget. Then in May of 72, Schultz became Secretary of the Treasury. After two years as secretary, he joined Bechtel Corporation while continuing to maintain close ties with academia and government. In 1981, President Reagan recruited Schultz to become the chairman of the President's Economic Policy Board, which set the stage for Schultz to become our nation's 62nd Secretary of State. Mr. Schultz retired from office in 1989, but has remained active in business, academia, and politics. He is one of only two individuals in our country's history who has served four different cabinet positions and is one of the most sought-after advisors in the United States and in the world. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report one of those rare leaders who speaks from real experience, former Secretary of State, Mr. George Schultz. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Schultz. Thank you. I mentioned earlier that you claim the two issues which keep you up at night are the danger of nuclear war and climate change. So 
Let's begin with the escalating nuclear threat from North Korea. President Trump has said that Secretary of State Tillerson is, quote, wasting his time trying to negotiate with North Korea. Yet Tillerson says we need to, quote, calm things down. And he feels that with China's help, we can influence North Korea in a constructive way. To the layperson, there appears to be a big disconnect between the president and Tillerson. Uh, What do you make of that? Well, that's certainly the appearance. Whether it's so or not, it's hard to say because we're not on the inside. This may be a dog and pony show of some kind. But at any rate, leaving that aside, it's clear that North Korea needs to feel the strength of the United States, but also that there's a way out of its potential suicide by rearranging itself and being less threatening. And I continue to feel, as I have for a long time, that the road to progress is through China, because China has a much bigger relationship with North Korea than anyone else. So I was encouraged to see that Secretary Tillerson was in China when this flap that you mentioned started. Presumably, if he's made some contacts, it's with the Chinese help. And of course, we need to work closely with China. They want to know, understandably, let's suppose we get the North Korea thing settled out, then what? What do we make of the Korean Peninsula? Is it going to be one one country, two countries? What kind of armaments are there going to be? What kind of relationships can they expect and so on? We should be wanting to discuss those things. Of course, with Japan and South Korea, too. Now, I agree that China has to play a role, and it's in China's own interest to do whatever it can to avoid a nuclear conflict on their border. But there seems to be a duplicity where China is concerned. While claiming to work with the U.S. to rein in North Korea, China's exports to North Korea have grown over 40 percent since the beginning of this year. So you have to admit, it doesn't really look like China's uh, helping us. Well, but they will. They can make, I know from my own personal experience and from what little contact I've had with President Xi, that you can work with China if you, you work at it. But but their but their exports have increased forty percent to North Korea. And despite all the sanctions that have been put in place, they're not cooperating. Well, I, uh, that's the situation now, but it doesn't have to be the situation forever. We can work with them. So you say don't don't they, you don't look at the past. Look at the future. Well, no, you have to look at the past because it tells you a lot about the future. But nevertheless, it's not the future. So work on it. So let's what talk about have, well, what can it, we do what, that we haven't already done? I mean, we've applied such severe economic sanctions for such a long period of time that there have been reports of massive civilian starvation in North Korea, dramatic rise in infant deaths. And these sanctions have done nothing to curb North Korea's nuclear ambitions. And I know we've recently upped those sanctions, but they, they don't seem to be doing anything. Well, if we can work with the Chinese, they will, because China has a virtual stranglehold on the North Korean economy. But I think there's something else that needs to be brought out, and maybe this can, your program can help. People have forgotten how totally 
devastating a nuclear weapon can be. Where are you right now? Are you in New York or where? I, I'm in Oregon right now and, and uh, about as far away from a nuclear weapon as I could be. <laughs> well, no, if a nuclear weapon comes to Portland, say, it it, it just uh, takes it away. It's not there anymore. These well, yes, and I have are... to tell you, I, I lived for 16 years in Japan near Nagasaki. So okay. I am well, I am well aware of the damage that a nuclear weapon can do firsthand. Well, but I don't think very many people are anymore. It used to be people were aware. And I remember the first meeting I had with uh, General Secretary Gorbachev in the Soviet Union days, after the Chernobyl accident at the nuclear power plant, I found he had asked the same question I had. What's the relationship between this utter devastation we see and what would have happened if a nuclear weapon had been put there? Answer nuclear weapon much more devastating mm -hmm. when you confront that you get it in your gut that somehow these weapons shouldn't be tolerated where is it written that a man can press a button and kill a million people that's god these weapons need to be gotten away with but what can we do when it comes to North Korea? If sanctions aren't working, uh, and you talk about they need to see American strength, what, what would be that American strength? Well, I think that um, we are portraying strength. And there was one incident that people seem to have forgotten, but it's very important. Namely, when the Syrians used chemical weapons again, we clobbered them. Mm-hmm as distinct from when President Obama drew a lead line and then when they crossed it, he didn't do anything. That totally deprived us of credibility. But in this recent case, we not only clobbered them, but we did it in a very impressive way. We had an attack that was, took out exactly what we wanted to take out and didn't touch other things. And if any military person looks at that, they'd say, you know, these guys are pros. Now, we have to take a hard break here, but we'll be right back in just a moment with more from Secretary George Schultz. You're listening to the Costa Report. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know the credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Big data is changing the way organizations work. From data-driven marketing and ad targeting to the connected car, Big Data is fueling product innovation and new revenue opportunities. It's creating a culture in which business and IT leaders join forces to realize value from all data. They infuse analytics everywhere and make speed a differentiator. 
gaining competitive advantage from faster, more informed decisions. Leading organizations are creating new business models, developing new roles, and defining new big data architectures, including an infrastructure that can manage and process exploding volumes of structured and unstructured data, in motion as well as at rest, while protecting data privacy and security. Find out how IBM Big Data and Analytics can transform your business. Visit www.ibm.com slash big data today. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m. I shower. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m. I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I am done with my mattress. That's right. I'm not spending another night on this old bag. My new mattress comes today, and this thing is out of here. Bye-bye, Mattress. Yep, bye-bye, Mattress. So says you and about a thousand other people every day. And that's a lot of old mattresses with no place to go. There's the landfill, of course, where they just take up space. But what a waste. Because you could send it to a mattress recycler, where old mattresses get broken down into steel, foam, wood, and fiber that become new steel, carpet padding, home insulation, garden mulch, biomass fuel, locomotive oil filters, and all kinds of other great stuff. So Bye Bye Mattress is right. But don't toss it. Recycle it. It's easy. And it's free. To find a mattress recycler in your area, visit ByeByeMattress.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is former Secretary of State, Mr. George Schultz. And before the break, you were indicating that when it comes to North Korea, uh, we must work with China, uh, keep the pressure on global sanctions. And if we draw a line, be prepared to act if that line is crossed. So that kind of begs the question, when it comes to North Korea, what's the line? Well, the line, I suppose, is any really provocative act that they may take. Well, firing these missiles across Japan, you know, that's that's kind of a provocative action, isn't it? (laughs) Very provocative. But they have attacked South Korean ships and other things directly, and nothing has been done. So I think you have to stand up to these direct provocations. So how would we do that? What what would be a way to stand up to the provocations? It's very hard, and they know it, because they have artillery that's in caves, 
which can be brought out and do great devastation on soul. So I don't, I can't speak with any authority on the military business, but I have been told by military people that we have a way of dealing with that. If so, uh, we have to be really ready to go with things like that. It's a very dangerous situation. There's no way around it and there's no easy answer to it, except the basic formula, be strong, be ready to take action if you have to, and be ready to engage with them if there's any uh, real purpose to be served by it. Well, that brings up a good point. The the leader of North Korea, as well as leaders in Iran, have been kind of portrayed as irrational and evil. And that was kind of a similar image the U.S. once had of the Soviet Union. Yet you and President Reagan were successful at Reykjavik in negotiating a significant reduction in nuclear weapons for both the U.S. and Russia, to the point where the number of weapons both countries have today are about a third of what they were then. So what was the key factor that made those negotiations successful? And can we apply that to what's going on with North Korea today? Well, the key factor, the turning point in the Cold War, was when we deployed Pershing missiles, they were ballistic missiles in Germany in late 1983. <clears throat> the Soviets had deployed intermediate range weapons and they could hit Europe, Japan, China, but not us. So the diplomatic ploy was to try to divide us from our allies and say, would we really use intercontinental ballistic missiles to counter these intermediate range missiles? and risk being the retaliation with their intercontinental missiles. So we had a deal in NATO that we would negotiate with them and try to resolve this issue. And if the negotiations didn't succeed, we would deploy weapons of our own. So the, and I think President Reagan realized we're not only bargaining with the Soviets, we're also bargaining with the European publics. Because if you put a nuclear weapon base near where you are, you're a target. So it's nerving. So the negotiations did not succeed. And first we deployed cruise missiles in Britain. Margaret Thatcher helped. Cruise missiles in Italy, Andriotti helped. And then the big thing was ballistic missiles in Germany. And this was a gigantic matter. The alliance rallied to Germany, but it was a close issue. The Soviets walked out of negotiations. They fanned war talk. They did everything they could to cause us not to deploy, but we deployed. And after that, gradually, things began to settle back a little. And by August, I was able to go to the president and say, Mr. President, at four different capitals in Europe, a Soviet diplomat has come up to one of ours and said virtually the same thing, which was if Gromyko is invited to Washington, Gromyko is their foreign minister, when he comes to the General Assembly in September, he will accept. In other words, the Soviets blinked. And I said to him, you may want to think this over, Mr. President, because President Carter canceled these meetings when they invaded Afghanistan and they're still there. And President Reagan said, I don't have to think it over. Let's get him here. Mm -hmm. So he came. 
And here's a little interest, fun sidelight. <clears throat> Nancy Reagan was a pal. She always fixed me up at White House dinners with a Hollywood starlet. <laughs> I got to dance with Ginger Rogers and had all kinds of good fun. So I went to Nancy and I said, what's going to happen is Grumiko's going to come to the Oval Office. We'll have a meeting, probably a long one. Then we'll all walk down the colonnade to the mansion, which is your home. And there'll be some stand around time and then a working lunch. So how about being there for the stand around time? You're the hostess. It'll be a nice touch. And she thought about it. She said, yeah, I'll do that. So we walk down the colonnade. We come to the White House area. And Gromyko's a smart guy. He sees Nancy. She knows, he knows she's influential. So he makes a beeline for her. And all of a sudden he says to her, does your husband want peace? And Nancy could bristle. She says, of course my husband wants peace. And then he says, well, then every night before he goes to sleep, whisper in his ear, peace. He was a little taller than she was, so she put her hands on his shoulder and she pulled him down so he had to bend his knee. And she said, I'll whisper in your ear, peace. I wow. said, Nancy just won the Cold War. <laughs> wow. Things could have, and early the following year, I negotiated with Gromyko the resumption of our arms control talks. So everything was now on a different basis due to the fact that we deployed those Pershing weapons. Now, somehow in this deal, always there needs to be what I call a Pershing moment, where the other side you're dealing with realizes that we're tough, we mean what we say, and better to try to get along than to fight. So do you feel then the... Uh increase in u.s presence in south korea and the surrounding areas is you would agree that that is showing strength absolutely and if we were to withdraw mm -hmm. that would show weakness mm -hmm. I, and I, I, people yeah. say we're provocative in holding our uh the exercises that we've done on the contrary i think it shows strength i see so so you would be in favor of continuing those exercises uh, but at some point, somebody's I would, got... I also, I also would deploy, uh, again, I, I'm not informed in any intelligence way, but I understand that we have uh, anti-ballistic missile defenses that can be deployed, and we should be doing that and surrounding the situation with that as best we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a scary situation for the people of South Korea. I know that because I have many friends there uh, that live and work in Seoul. And, uh, you know, they're they're basically on standby right now. They they feel that at any moment uh, a uh, weapons could be launched to, and millions could die. And it is a, a, a terrible predicament for South Korea. Um, people are just literally terrified there right now. We have to take another scheduled intermission, but stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, whose Brute Cuvée is winning wine awards faster than we can name them. What is it about Caraccioli's Brute Cuvée that sets it apart from others? I really think it comes down to both process and 
the fruit. Uh, we're in a ideal location to grow Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and being able to harvest that at optimal pick points in Monterey County where you have a climate and soils that produce these grapes in the best way possible. Pulling them earlier on, you still get a lot of fruit expression, but you get a lot of acidity, which gives you the opportunity to make killer sparkling wine. And our Brute, being our flagship wine, has everything that's possible when it comes to sparkling wine. You can order any of our products directly from us by visiting our website at caracciolicellars.com or calling the tasting room directly, 831-622-7722. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier. And it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Yeah, you, it's me, your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious, and yours? Whoa. What happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever, but you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is former Secretary of State, Mr. George Schultz, and we have been discussing one of the two threats that worry Mr. Schultz the most, which is nuclear weapons and nuclear warfare. Now, switching gears for just a moment, um, another issue that you're concerned with is climate change, and I believe you've said that both a nuclear conflict and climate change have the ability to wipe us out. And as a result, they shoot to the top of the list of our priorities. You have joined uh, James Baker and others to form the Climate Leadership Council, which has taken a very strong stance on a carbon tax. I was wondering if you could break down how that tax would work for us in layman's terms. The idea is if you think something is you want to get rid of it, you put a high price on it. And then in the marketplace, people try to figure out how to produce less of it. So we have advocated a strong carbon price and have the whole system be revenue neutral. It might, for instance, be administered by the Social Security Administration, which has a pattern of taking in money and paying it out. So the tax goes into a fund and then gets paid out, say, to every in an equal amount to everyone who has a Social Security number. <clears throat> so it would be revenue neutral. There would be no fiscal drag connected with it. And it would stimulate people to figure out how to, use, how to produce less carbon. We think that's much better than this uh, regulatory approach, which has people telling you, do this, don't do that, and so on. Now, there are a lot of people that feel like a carbon tax would make U.S. goods less competitive. I'm sure you've heard this argument over and over again, that we're already struggling to be competitive in a world economy, and that by adding this tax, it just makes it harder. Well, we would also accompany this by putting an import surcharge on the carbon that comes in. So if somebody is... um, producing something with a lot of carbon in it, they would be charged for that, and we would equal the playing field that way. That's our idea. And there are other ways that you believe that this carbon tax will help to strengthen the economy. Is that right? Well, we think that it's the best way to get control of the carbon emissions, which is the reason for the climate change. But obviously, climate change is a global issue. You can't just do things in the United States or in California or something and think you're solving the problem. You're showing the way. You're making a contribution. But we have to get a global action here. And it's beginning to take place, I think. This, the consequences of a rising warmth are pretty clear. For example, we had a conference here at Hoover last week and a brilliant biologist named Lucy Shapiro made a presentation. She basically says, as the world gets warmer, tropical diseases come north. We are not really ready for them. We haven't got our diagnostics up and running. We haven't got our treatment up and running. But we should because it's coming just as clear. And we already have Zika. Zika is the tip of the iceberg. So that's an aspect of climate change that shows you that there are real consequences and they're not in the future, they're now. Yes, they, they are occurring now. And I'm glad you brought up the uh, 
the fact that these diseases will spread. Certainly, waterborne diseases are the number one cause of death on the continent of Africa, and we will begin to see those waterborne diseases migrate northward uh, as well uh, in numbers that uh, we certainly have never prepared for. Uh, Mr. Schultz, I, uh, I'm afraid we're just about out of time, but uh, before we let you go, I do want to take this opportunity to thank you uh, for the on behalf of the entire nation. Thank you for your service to our country and for making time to speak with us today and your good work. Thank you, Mr. Schultz. Thank you. We have been speaking today with only one of two individuals who have served four cabinet positions in presidential administrations. And if there is one thing that we learn from Mr. Schultz, it is that there is a lot to be said for the old precaution, better safe than sorry. And nowhere does that apply more than to the safety of your home, your family, and your peace of mind, which is why when I learned from the FBI that the average property loss from one burglary is $2,316, well, I was astounded. I was even more astounded when all those burglaries are added up and those losses climbed to the billions. And I decided it was time to stop talking about safety and do something about it. The trouble is most 24-hour security monitoring systems for your home are expensive and they do come with long-term contracts, but not the Simply Safe system. I am a scientist, so I checked the system out every which way from Sunday before I purchased it. I even went down to Best Buy to have a look for myself and try it out. And once I was convinced it worked, I ordered it online and imagine how happy and relieved I was when I didn't have to drill any holes and I installed this entire system, including sensors that protect every door and window, state-of-the-art motion detectors, and a blaring alarm that's guaranteed to send my neighbors running over. I, I installed the entire system in just 20 minutes. It's completely wireless, so thieves can't cut the wires to the system, and it's easier to set up than any printer. If you've struggled with putting a printer uh, online, let me tell you, this is it's easier to put a home security system in. The best news is the system gives you 24-7 around-the-clock protection, not just you, your children. It gives them 24-7 around-the-clock protection with the local police who are dispatched as soon as your alarm goes off. And if you don't answer your phone with your password, well, they are right there. They know it's an intruder and they come to your home. Where else can you get this kind of police protection and peace of mind for just $15 a month? Look, let's be honest. No one thinks that they're going to be the one home that burglars are going to pick. And no one thinks their children are in danger when you tuck them in at night. No one thinks their home or their office or their loved ones are being watched or stalked. But you know that if you don't have a security system, you've increased your odds of being targeted. So do what I did and go to simplysafe.com slash report. And take steps to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your property from danger. It's up to you to take the action. To, to help. And, and here's the thing. To help you get over the hump, Simply Safe is offering a 10% discount when you order now. Just go to simplysafe.com slash report to get that 10% off. I didn't get the 10% off and I'm happy as can be. <laughs> I wish I'd known about this discount. 
That's Simply Safe. It's spelled S I M P L I, not Y, S I M P L I safe.com slash report. Be sure you get the slash report in there so you get the 10%. Folks, your home is your sanctuary. It's your one safe place for you, your children, your pets, your property. Get Simply Safe and rest easy like I do. Don't wait until something happens. It's too late then. Just do, do it now. It's $15 a month. You can find a way to afford that kind of security, and there are no long-term contracts. And that kind of says it all, doesn't it? This is a company that so believes in their products, they don't need to lock you in. And that's all we need to know. Uh, and, and you can get down to Best Buy and check out this system for yourself. So you don't even need to take my word for it. But I will tell you, my home is protected by a Simply Safe system. One more time, what, don't wait till it's too late. Go to simplysafe.com slash report to get your 10% off. Now, we're going to have to take another short break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about why I think George Schultz's priorities make a lot of sense. It's with so many issues facing us today, uh, it's hard to get down to one or two issues that ought to be a priority. And one of the things that I worry about is our government spreading itself so thin, dealing with not just affairs overseas, but so many of these problems that have gone unsolved for decades and decades, from government debt to health care uh, to Social Security. Uh, boy, these are stacking up like planes all trying to land on the same runway. And at some point, we've got to prioritize and start hitting the biggest issues first and uh, work our way down the list. So I'll be right back after these important messages. You're listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report, and I want to thank listeners for helping to drive my new book, On the Verge, to the top of Amazon's new releases. This book kicked up a lot of controversy about how much we know about the future. Every day, our knowledge about the future grows more and more certain, which is why I'm certain you'll find On the Verge entertaining and informative. So if you haven't grabbed a copy yet, there's still time. On the Verge, available at bookstores everywhere. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new 
new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-350-9514. That's 1-800-350-9514. Again, 1-800-350-9514. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on FeedThePig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, America. We need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We've got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we have been speaking with former Secretary of State in the Reagan administration, as well as Secretary of the Treasury, Director of the Office of Management and Budget, and Labor Secretary under President Nixon, Mr. George Shultz. I want to also add that Mr. Shultz also served on President Eisenhower's Council of Economic Advisors. That wasn't an official cabinet position, but it might as well have been during the Eisenhower administration. And as you heard, in addition to his successful government career, Mr. Shultz also had a remarkable academic career. He was a professor at MIT and the University of Chicago's Graduate School of Business and a fellow at Stanford University. And let us not forget that Schultz had an equally enviable track record in business, rising to become the president of the largest construction and civil engineering company in America, Bechtel Corporation. We would look very long and hard to find an individual who has a more successful track record in government, business, and academic leadership than George Schultz. 
So when a person with a demonstrated history of accomplishment in both the public and private arenas frames up America's priorities, in my view, it behooves people from all political persuasions to pay attention because this is experience talking. Not long ago, Schultz was asked what keeps him up at night. And while I expected him to maybe say something about rising government debt or the importance of improving our country's education system, in typical form, Schultz distilled his top priorities for the country down to two issues, the threat of nuclear warfare and climate change. And when asked why he elevated these two issues above all others, his answer was simple and direct. He said, because they could wipe us out. <laughs> well, well, we address a wide spectrum of critical issues on this program every week, from health care and uh, bankrupt pension programs to the dangerous deterioration of infrastructure, internet privacy issues, terrorism, election reform, energy policy, and the spread of pandemic viruses. I, I don't think we have ever prioritized which issues are more important than any others. As members of the media, our responsibility is to disseminate any and all information that's available and then allow our listeners to decide for themselves. And that's what I enjoy most about this show every week. We, we invite the most informed leaders and subject matter experts in the world to share what they know with us. And whether I agree with them or not, I treat every guest with the same reverence and respect for their body of work. And that is because I learned something from every guest I interview. And I hope you do too. But I have to admit that if we have to prioritize a growing list of problems, problems that have been allowed to go unsolved for far too long, then I, I might have to agree with Schultz. We'd have to start with those problems which pose the greatest threat to life as we know it, which happened to be the threat of nuclear war and drastic climate change. These dangers represent a clear threat to the survivability of the human species. They have the potential to wipe out tens of millions of people in one fell swoop, which is why when the Schultz and, Re and Reagan, when, when Schultz and Reagan reached an agreement with the former Soviet Union to begin reducing our stockpiles of nuclear weapons, it, it was a breath of fresh air. It, repre it represented a step in the right direction. That agreement produced real and tangible progress and also hope for more peaceful and, and a safe existence. Today, both countries have one-third the nuclear weapons they once had, proving that it is possible to de-escalate. And it's possible to do this by sitting down and hammering out an agreement wherein both countries feel they have struck the best deal for their respective country. In other words, successful negotiations mean striving for a win-win outcome. Not a win-lose scenario. To this end, when the rhetoric becomes confrontational and polarized, the parties drift further away from any possibility of achieving a win-win outcome. 
which is unfortunately where we appear to be today when it comes to the nuclear threat from North Korea. The leader of North Korea is not backing down and sanctions aren't going to do it. (laughs) And neither will President Trump. He's not backing down. And we see the exact same polarization when it comes to the threat of climate change. Climate scientists will not back down and neither will skeptics who believe human activity has no bearing on climate change. So what we have today is a standoff on two issues on which the fate of all humankind depends. And that is a darn scary place to be because something has to break that standoff. Either these dangers will reach a criticality, which means millions of casualties and a human and environmental tragedy the likes of which we have never faced as a species, or we have to step these threats down like we once did with the Soviet Union. To this end, while economic sanctions and verbal threats and global alliances are all a good idea, at the end of the day, we know from empirical evidence that face-to-face negotiations has produced outstanding results and more peace in the world than anything else we can point to. Now, much of what we've been talking about today has been about the importance of experience and wisdom. We have been speaking today with only one of two individuals who has served four cabinet positions in presidential administrations. And if there's one thing we learn from Mr. Schultz is that there's a lot to be said for hands-on experience. And that is the reason three million men have switched from their normal, same old, same old razor to a Harry's razor experience. The founders of Harry's were so fed up with the high cost of premium razors, they found and bought a German factory with over 100 years of blade making experience. Now, the reason that's important is because by combining that experience with going direct to consumers and bypassing the middleman, Harry's is able to offer the best value in precision razors on the market today. You cannot beat this. But there are really some things that you can't tell a person about. That There are things you owe it to yourself to experience firsthand. And Harry's is so confident that you'll love the feel and look of your shave. They're offering listeners of the Costa Report a free trial. All you have to do is go to harrys.com slash Costa, C-O-S-T-A, to get your free Harry's razor kit, which includes an ergonomically designed razor handle, five precision blades, lavish shaving gel. I love the shaving gel, I have to say. I just want to buy some more of the shaving gel to use and uh, and a travel blade cover as well. So you get the ergonomically designed razor handle, five precision blades, shaving gel, and a travel blade cover, and all you pay for is shipping. And I give you my word that once you try a Harry's razor, you will not use anything else. So jump on your mobile phone or tablet and go to harrys.com slash Costa, C-O-S-T-A, to get your free trial razor, blades, gel, and blade cover. Remember to put the slash Costa in there to get the complete kit at no cost. This offer is not going to last long. That's harrys.com slash Costa to get your trial razor kit. And if you have a son or a husband or a brother, a next door neighbor, a friend who shaves every day, well, 
do do them a favor. Get the free trial kit, even if they won't get it for him. I, I got one for my son, and he has been hooked on Harry's ever since. And you've heard me talk about my son, Matthew, many times on this program. And, you know, Matthew's one of those kids. You can't tell him. you got to show him. And that wraps up our first hour. If your station is leaving us after this first hour, my guest next week was White House Counsel, for President Obama and General Counsel to the Democratic National Committee, Robert Bauer will be with us. He's going to be here to answer the gritty issue of whether it is legal for a president to pardon himself and other issues that could result from this emoluments lawsuit that is going to be argued in federal court in a few weeks. So don't miss Robert Bauer next week right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for another hour of the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 